Welcome to the Transform Your Relationship podcast, where we'll go beyond the typical relationship advice. I'm your host, Manisha Terry, somatic healing practitioner and mentor. Each week, I'll share personal insights, client success stories, and how my holistic trauma-informed approach can help you transform your relationship from the inside out. You'll learn ways to recognize and prioritize your needs, get to the root of what's upsetting you, and courageously ask for what you want so you can confidently co-create the relationship you desire. You'll also hear from guest experts who will be invited to share their unique approaches to transformation, and at the end of each episode, you'll receive one tangible practice you can implement right away to transform your relationship. Let's dive in. everybody and welcome to the first episode of the Transform Your Relationship podcast. I'm your host Manisha Terry. I'm so excited to welcome you and really really appreciate you tuning in. It's been a vision of mine to create a podcast for a little while and so this has really just finally felt like the right time. So as you may have heard in the trailer this podcast is a combination of solo and guest episodes. I'll be sharing some personal insights and experiences as well as different client stories to just help show you how holistic trauma-informed approaches can really help you cultivate the tools, the practices, and essentially the life skills I personally think we all need to create healthy relationships. You know, over the years of working with people through yoga, through meditation, through body work, through somatic practices and coaching, I've really noticed that while I certainly have supported um, their their healing in a very personal way in terms of their own history and their background and what they come in with there are just some concepts around healing that i noticed i was sharing over and over again and that is what i feel will be the the crux of a lot of what i'm sharing with all of you i have found that you know i found that over the years of doing this healing work for myself and supporting others is that even though we, you know, thankfully my clients really have come to me very open to cultivating their mind-body connection, I am very curious about that. I've always been interested in that. Um, They want to learn how to listen more to their bodies and work through their feelings in a different way that's not always analytical, you know, but we do have brains and we are, we've really been socialized to want to understand things. And so I get that and I'm that way too. And so I really think it can be so helpful to just understand like different concepts and, you know, patterns of behaviors and, you know, perhaps why certain things might have happened the way they have, you know, not to necessarily get stuck around that story, but just to have some level of baseline understanding of, oh, I might behave like this because X happened or I experienced this and so it makes sense that I would feel that way and I really think it helps to normalize so much of you know what we come to maybe think of as just the way we have to feel or the way that we have no choice in feeling and this will make more sense as I continue but I have really just found over time that you know even getting getting a little bit of that understanding can really help us go a long way in you know giving our brain something to chew on and work with while we can then relax and kind of be open to some of the other insights that 
our bodies want to share with us in our in our own healing journeys our own personal development journeys so so this brings me to our topic for this first episode i um, am excited to dive into this because i think it's something that a lot of people struggle with and it's really around even when we know that we might have the tendency to overgive or that we behave in certain ways where we avoid conflict, um, i.e. maybe not speaking up or expressing our opinion or disagreeing with people, even though we know that these things are creating some tension in our relationships, why it's so hard in the moment to make a different choice. I'll say that one more time, <laughs> hopefully a little bit more succinctly, but when we know that our tendencies to overgive or avoid conflict are creating tension in our relationships and we want to change that, maybe we want to learn how to set some boundaries or maybe we know that we need to say no a little bit more, why even in the moment when we're given that opportunity to do so, why we still you know, agree or things feel very quick and we don't even realize that we're agreeing to something. So why does it feel so tough um, to make that choice in the moment or to, to change that habit in the moment? And again, I'm starting with this one because it's so common and it can really show up in a lot of sneaky ways. And I think about it as kind of the, the dark side of like seeking harmony in relationships. And so when you think about that, you might wonder, well, how could there be too much harmony in relationship? And isn't that what we're talking about? I mean, the name of the podcast is the Transform Your Relationship Podcast. So you'd think the goal would be to create harmony. And yes, it is. And also, you know, harmony is 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 a balance. And the balance doesn't have to be exactly equal. However, when people's needs are met in a relationship, that's when it feels harmonious. And so often that's not what's happening in a lot of relationships. I've personally for sure experienced and, you know, clients bring this to me all the time, you know, experiences of just dealing with a relationship that feels more one-sided. And that can happen for a lot of reasons. And, you know, it's not that there's one person to blame and one person's doing everything right and the other person's doing it wrong at all. Like it's a relationship. There's two people in it. There's a dynamic that's happening. And so when I think about really what can create harmony in a relationship, it's like finding the balance and the dynamic that works for you. So even on the outside, if someone's observing it, maybe everything people are doing or saying doesn't appear quote unquote equal, but that's not really the point. It's the point is that on the inside, you know, in the relationship, which no one really ever knows, right? Like what the dynamic is within a relationship from the outside. Like you can sort of take your guesses and, and all, but no one really fully can understand that for somebody else. So from each person's perspective, if both people are feeling like their needs are getting met and they're heard and understood and, and it feels quote unquote equal to them, that's often when it feels harmonious, right? And so when there's an imbalance and one person tends to put their needs aside pretty consistently, you know, we're not talking every so often, obviously that's life, right? But 
when someone is putting their needs aside pretty consistently for the good of the other or for the good of the relationship, that's when problems start to arise. And this is obviously a different story if you're a parent to a young child where, of course, there's an imbalance because a small human is depending on you. So that's not really what we're talking about here. We're really talking about adult relationships, you know, whether it's a partnership or a family relationship or within a friendship. So I'm just going to share a few ways this might show up in, in your relationship. If you're getting what I'm saying, but you're not quite sure if this is you or you know, if you experience this. So it can show up in really like everyday ways, right? That seems pretty inconsequential, like to the bigger picture. So say you are going to go out to dinner and, you know, the person that you're with asks you what you want or what you prefer or where you want to go. So things like that, like, do you offer your opinion or do you not really have a preference? And do you always not have a preference, right? Like, Sometimes, of course, you're like, yeah, no big deal, whatever, whatever is fine, don't really have a preference. But if that's you every single time, I would invite you to just check in, like, do you actually maybe have one, but you're just never expressing it? And if you're not, is there a reason for that? You know, and I'm using this, this example, like dinner, because it, it doesn't have a lot of trigger to it, trigger around it necessarily, right? Um, so this is really just to, to illustrate a point, you know, in the same example, like, do you, if you're with a group of people, do you wait to see what everybody else kind of wants before you say what you want, you know, or maybe again, like you have a preference, but you answer based on what you think somebody else might also enjoy or like, you know, so these are really subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways that this thing can come out. But the point is that there's an opportunity for you to, you know, have an opinion or share it. And there might be some hesitation in doing that. Again, if you have no preference and you really don't care and this is not a big deal, this is not your example, right? <laughs> but just check in, you know, if you almost never have an opinion on something, maybe something to look at around, hmm, like, is there some reason for that? Or do you just want to kind of help keep the peace? Or it's just not worth it to you to have a different opinion. It's like, you'll just work it out. You'll find something you'll, you'll, you know, compromise. Um, and the other person clearly has like a much stronger opinion about this. So it's more important to them. So, you know, and the reason I, I bring this up in this way is because, you know, I really, do you think that the way we do one thing is often the way we do many things? And so if we can pick up little patterns like this with maybe smaller things or things that don't have like a ton, ton of consequence. And for some people, this dinner example might actually have a lot of consequence, right? Like maybe you have a lot of food preferences or maybe you have allergies or maybe um, there's something else going on, but you feel kind of bad or you don't feel comfortable saying anything. So it actually does have a much bigger consequence, right? Like depending on what's going on for you. But when we start to notice these patterns with, you know, maybe everyday things or things that are smaller on the, the scale, then you can start to, to notice like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. I do that with this. And I wonder if there are bigger things that I do that with, you know, so maybe just and just start to notice, like if any of this is resonating for you, start to notice, 
you know, how your conversations go and, and if you're noticing anything. You know, this can also affect much bigger things, right? Like your day-to-day schedule, like how your energy and your time are focused. So maybe you find yourself rearranging your schedule anytime your partner has to change theirs. You know, somehow their schedule automatically defaults into you having to figure out something else for a dinner or something else for childcare or something else for some other thing that's going on in your life. So there are times, of course, when that is going to happen and it's it's just life, right? Like you can't predict everything and nothing's ever going to be perfect. But if you are always the default person to be doing the rearranging, this is when you're like, oh, well, this really does have a bigger consequence on my time and my energy and my focus. You know, other ways this can show up is, you know, if you are in the middle of doing something and you get a text, you know, maybe it's from a family member or, you know, your partner or somebody else who just needs something. It's not an emergency. They just, you know, they're doing their thing. They need some help with something. Do you feel like you have to respond to them immediately or do you feel like you can get back to them in an hour? You know, and if you choose to wait to get back to them in an hour, like, do you kind of feel anxious the whole time or do you feel like they're waiting on you? You know, just start to notice some of the the backstories or the internal stories that are going on when you choose to put your needs first. And so again, like these are everyday examples, you know, that I think can show up for people and they don't necessarily even realize it, right? It's it's just kind of default. It's like, oh, well, of course I'm going to be the one to change the schedule or make the other arrangements or if someone needs help, I'm going to be there right away. And, you know, that just might be how you operate. And, and if that is working for you, please carry on, of course. However, if you're finding that it's not really working for you or you're noticing that you are putting your stuff on the back burner, like maybe you have like some doctor's appointments you need to make, or you've been trying to schedule a haircut and you just keep putting it off or start to really notice like how many of the things that you have to do or that are important to like your health or well-being or your career or your business or any of the things that you know you hold as priorities you know if they are constantly getting usurped by somebody else's needs then something to pay attention to because it might just be that this is a habit for you and this is how you've been operating but you're really noticing that you know maybe underneath it you just don't want to have the the tough conversation you know the where you have to share what you really need or say no to somebody or make somebody wait or someone might be upset with you or they might even get mad at you for making them wait because they're kind of used to not waiting, you know? So it's really about, you know, noticing like, what are some of these behaviors? Like, do I say yes immediately because I just really want to keep everything harmonious, right? I want to avoid conflict. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. And yet, if you're the one that's constantly like compromising or uncomfortable, then somebody is uncomfortable. It's, it's just not the other person, you know, and our goal is not obviously to make other people uncomfortable. It's really just to find that right balance that works 
for you and whoever it is, whether it's your partner or a friend or a colleague or someone in your family. Um, and, and really looking at that to make sure that, you know, you're also, your needs are also being taken care of because ultimately when we do pay attention to that and take care of our needs, then we can be there for others in a way that's even bigger and better and like more present than perhaps we are right now. So if anything I've shared sounds familiar, just know that one, you're not alone. And two, once you're aware that it's happening, you can actually change it, right? When it's kind of a default thing for us, we, and we don't realize it and we think, well, everybody is tired right now and everybody feels kind of drained. And a lot of people just have kind of this low grade anxiety. And, and I'm not suggesting that all of that in this day and age and what sort of globally we're going through that not everybody has some of that. I can certainly attest to um, that being the case for many, many folks. Um, however, if you notice that this pattern of putting other people first always is impacting you in a way where that can be shifted and that can help you get a little bit more of your time back and a little bit of your energy back, then this is something that you can really actually do something about once you have more awareness around it. And in my personal experience and definitely in my professional work, what I have seen over time is that understanding these dynamics about ourselves are part of the solution. They're a really important part of the solution because again, if we don't know, we can't change it. But the other piece, which is what I tend to focus on with the, the folks that I've supported, which can definitely be trickier, is, you know, getting to kind of the underlying root or reason of like why this pattern might have been put into place in your life in the first place. And then, you know, working through some of that fear, anxiety, or whatever it is that's showing up when we try to change the habit, right? So, Maybe again, like I said before, you're used to just automatically saying yes, responding to text right away, just being available, you know, not really uh, checking in with yourself or what you have to do before you say yes. So then if that's kind of what people expect of you, then if you do something different and you say, hey, I can help you out, but it, it'll be in a couple hours or you'll have to wait till tomorrow very reasonable thing to say, right? There's, I think most people would say, yeah, of course, like you've got something going on. You're just going to tell them to wait a few hours. But in that moment, and I think we've all been in that situation. I've certainly been in that situation where you're asking someone to wait. And it, again, not an emergency. It can feel really hard because maybe we feel like we're disappointing somebody or someone is going to be frustrated or the other person's going to be sitting in whatever their challenge or issue is for longer and you're a person who likes to be helpful and you don't like it when people aren't feeling good and so you know that can then in that moment be like well you know what it's it's fine like I'll just do my thing later it's it's not a big deal there can be so many times right where on the surface like intellectually cognitively of course, we're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll just do it later for them. But in the moment when you have to tell somebody that, there's something else that can take over and suddenly you find yourself once again agreeing 
and doing the thing and then the cycle still continues right like your stuff still gets put on the back uh the back burner and i just really want to be clear like this is not about the other person trying to take advantage or manipulate you or i mean certainly those are dynamics that can be present but in this particular example it's really can can be this habit that's formed over time you know nobody's like doing anything like wrong or bad it's more that what has been established over time between these two people and so when you start to recognize it and you decide like actually i need this for need for this to be a little bit different and then you start to put in those boundaries that you feel would help you get some of your time or energy back or whatever it is for you then the feelings and the anxiety that can like show up in our body like that nervousness in our in our stomach or you know the heart racing or like your mouth gets dry when you actually have to say the words and all of these types of messages that i think of like from our body that just feel not great right like that does not feel comfortable when you have to say something to someone and you you're feeling like super nervous and you're maybe anxious about their reaction it's just so much easier to be like you know what it's fine i'll just i'll just take care of it. it's not a big deal because you don't want to avoid the the feeling of being uncomfortable right like the, and this is so so normal so if this has happened to you and you have told yourself well next time i'm gonna say it this way or next time i'm gonna do this and in the moment you don't just know that your body is trying to protect you from you know potentially feeling rejected or someone being upset with you or feeling like you're disappointing somebody or all of these things that can come up which are so normal um, to stop us in our tracks so the piece that we really have to work with um, if we want to change this pattern or heal this pattern on a deeper level is like working with our bodies and so this is why you will hear in the time that we are together why I'm so obsessed with the mind-body connection, but also really with working with our nervous systems and you know working with those somatic processes of getting to just kind of befriend and understand like how our body responds when we are anxious or nervous and how to be with that and how to be present with that and how to work with that in such a way where we really learn how to kind of calm those reactions down that are happening that may lead to that default you know yes or that you know that that default agreeing with somebody even if we don't agree and really working with that so these automatic reactions are just that they're automatic and when we learn as i was saying to slow down and notice that default pattern that we have and do some work to shift it then it becomes much easier in the moment to be able to say the thing we actually want to say so I have a practice for you for this week or the next two weeks if you'd like to try it and this is starting out small especially if this is newer to you in the sense that you're noticing more recently that you're doing this or maybe you've been noticing that you have this pattern for a while but it still just feels really really hard in the moment to make the choice that you want to make so i'm going to invite you to start out small right but over the next week or two weeks i would love for you to one start to notice if you have this pattern or if you have this kind of automatic reaction where you're always putting somebody else's needs first without realizing it 
And if you notice that you are doing that, it's okay. Tell yourself it's okay. There's probably a really, really good reason that I am doing this. And so I'm not going to beat myself up that about it. So that's really the first thing to do is to show ourselves a level of compassion for having a certain behavior, especially when it's automatic, because when it's automatic, it means it's been unconscious, right? And now you are noticing it and you're curious and you want to do the work to shift it now that you are more aware and more conscious of it. So one, noticing if that's a pattern for you, giving yourself some grace, giving yourself some compassion, telling yourself that there is a reason why this may be happening for me. And then start with the small things. So, you know, I use the dinner example because it it feels more on the simple side, right? But if someone asks you a preference to do anything, whether it's dinner or to go here or there, what you want to do on a weekend or whatever it is, start really simple. Even if you don't actually have a a preference, take a pause and think about, well, if you were in charge of this activity, what would you do? And really lean into whatever that preference is and, and share it. So again, might seem really, really simple, right? But so often we just default to somebody else's opinion. So the first thing is on a small scale, when you're noticing this, someone asks your opinion, pause, think about it and give it. And then once you offer it, notice how it feels, right? Like notice if that feels comfortable, notice if you struggled a little bit and you notice that automatic pattern kind of coming up, but you had to work to not do the default action. So this assignment, this week's assignment really, really simple in terms of bringing your awareness to any patterns that you have, giving yourself a lot of grace for having them. And even if you don't know what the exact reason is, just letting yourself, letting your body know, okay, I get it. I get there's a reason for this. And then playing around with leaning more into noticing what you need or noticing what your preference is, noticing what you like and what you don't like and speaking more to that and observing how that feels. Does it feel relatively easy for you? Does it feel like a little bit of a struggle? Does it feel really unfamiliar and kind of foreign? That's okay too. If you haven't been used to doing it, of course it's going to feel a little bit odd or new and it takes a little time to get used to things that are new. So there's your homework or there's your practice. I would love to hear how it goes for you. So feel free to reach out via Instagram, um, send me a DM, let me know how it's going for you. Um, And let me know if you notice anything new, you know, about your responses, your reactions, uh, whether it feels really good or whether you, you know, you just know you have a little bit of work to do in that area and that's perfectly fine. Thank you so much for spending the time here with me. I know that your time is very valuable. So really, really appreciate you hanging out with me and I look forward to connecting with you the next time. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Transform Your Relationship podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to help more people find us so they can transform their relationships too. As a thank you, every month we'll pick a winner to receive a free 45-minute one-on-one somatic coaching session with me. And if you'd like to experience the power of somatic healing to transform your relationship right away, grab my free audio course, Boundaries for a Better Relationship, in the link in the show notes.